On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping you. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to the Who's Man's podcast. I'm your host, Ron Nadine, aka Mr. Taylor May. In the building, me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Who's Man's Podcast. I'm excited to talk to you guys. But before I move forward, let's find out who's here with us. Hey, I'm poor, black, I may even be ugly, but dear God, I'm here. I'm here. I think I'm going to do whoopee quotes for the next month. Mm-hmm. Color purple for you non fans. Should have won the Academy Award. Okay. All right. That's... Well, I guess he gave you the line that you were looking for last week. Mm-hmm. It's not a joke, though. So yeah, we're still looking for that joke. Maybe next <laughs> time. Maybe next time. <clears throat> let's see. Let's see you big fat oopa loop. <laughs> 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 oh, so here we also have in the building with us once again back for the fifth, sixth time. You're just a, re- a recurring guest at this point. You're one of us. <laughs> you have the lovely Victoria in the building. Hey everyone, happy to be hey, here. Hey, Tori. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Yo, so we happy you're here to kick it with us again. You already know that our B specialist is here to school us again, once again, make sure that we are respecting the high, especially Brian. <laughs> As always. You've been on good wow. behavior lately. I feel like you haven't even mentioned her name in the past couple episodes. It all can change in the next hour or so. Just let you know. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> like, this whole time, I feel like Brian's just been milking Tori, like, saying all the nice things and, like, trying to get on her. And then he just he sure flip. Has. He's going to flip real well, quick. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> It's the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> you really want these jingles, huh? <laughs> I'm not mad at that. <laughs> you really want these jingles, huh? This is like 90 yeah. sitcoms. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need. Like Every time you start, I feel like a sitcom is about to start with Mr. Cooper or someone, man. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> hey, who's man's, who's man's um, episodes coming up soon? Watch out for us. Man. No. I don't yeah. know if we're gonna be in it though. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll worry about the cast later. First, we gotta write the script, find the location, get some money to produce it, and all that. Yeah, <clears throat> so we'll get there. I'm just here for the idea. Before ideas. we get to that, <laughs> let's go ahead and chill for a bit. How y'all been lately? What you left in Conrad? You've been partying, ain't you? Ooh, man, I literally 30 minutes just got to my apartment from Baltimore. <laughs> so uh, forgive me in advance if I'm not. All the way here on this episode, a little delirious from being uh, in New Orleans for what felt like seven years, but only four days. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, New Orleans is is a special, special place. Now I get it. I, I get, I get it. I get it now. When you guys talked about when you went to New Orleans and how it happened and what happened and how quickly things can escalate when you <laughs> for no apparent reason. How oh, I feel right, like, I almost died. I almost died, too, so I know. I, uh, I did die. How 
it's the only place where I feel like time doesn't stop. Like mm-hmm. it's just never ending. Like the days just mix. You go to bed and you're like, oh, it's five in the morning and now I'm up at eight. And then we're going to redo everything again that we did yesterday that we probably shouldn't be redoing again today. But we're going to do it anyways because we're here. Um, Jared made a great point. It is a ratchet spring break for adults. <laughs> yep, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like, that just about does it. So... First of all, getting to this is the very first time I've I've been so happy that my flight got delayed. You know, usually you never want your flight delayed, but this is the very first time. You know why? Because leaving Richmond to go north is the worst thing you could possibly <clears throat> ever do on a Friday. And our flight left at six or at four o'clock. Did you say like to go four- north? Yes, like going towards D.C., Baltimore. It's like there's only one one main highway that comes in and out of the city. It's 95 South going out or 95 North going out. So any traffic coming from the South going up North, you meet it on any given day. So it can be four in the morning and there's traffic coming into the city from D.C. or something like that. So we were like, well, let's leave at like, we're planning to leave no later than 1130. And that was pretty early for a Friday because usually traffic, if you try to leave around one o'clock, it's like you're never getting out of the city. Uh, so I, I had to take my finals. So I took two of my finals. We left. And as soon as we get on the road, there's like it goes <laughs> when you're looking at a GPS and like you'll be there at three, three forty or something like that. Damn. Right. And then it goes to you just hit a roadblock and it says 30 minutes plus. For an accident. Oh damn! <laughs> so now, plus. So now, plus. now I'm getting there. <laughs> now I'm arriving when I'm supposed to be boarding. I'm like, okay. Oh, and wow. for anyone who knows, been there. I have like anxiety when it comes to being on like late. Like I hate, I hate being late. So when I'm running behind, you don't can't even talk to me. Like you're trying to have a conversation, and my goal is to get where. Like I'm now a NASCAR driver. <laughs> I am now. Need for street, need for speed. Like I'm trying to get to any location on time, and now there's traffic. I can't get there. Carly and our uh, coworker Mike is in the back trying to talk. I'm like, yeah, maybe we can do that. I'm just like, I'm not listening. I'm just looking at it. Traffic is stuck, and I'm like having all these questions. Like, why is it that when we're in traffic, we we should be all going at the same speed? There shouldn't be every, no such thing as traffic. Like, why are we stopping in one lane, switching another lane? We should all be flowing. I guess you question existence. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are you guys? Why are you guys? Like, is traffic? Why all of a sudden y'all want to drive today? Like, what is? The, <laughs> why are you guys like cars? And I'm just like pissed. <laughs> and I get to, and the thing that makes me even more mad is I get to the point where they say there's an accident. Ain't no accident. Mm. Ain't nothing there. And I'm just worst. like, what was the? What was the deal? What was happening? So, Carly's like, you, you know, we've been here before. Like. There's a time where we're running late, and I don't know how I did it, but instead of usually it takes about two and a half, three hours to get to Baltimore. And last time we were running late, I got there in an hour. I don't know how that happened, but we did it. So she's like, "You can do this this time." I was like, "I right, bet." So I'm like cruising, cruising. It's clear. We get into, we get outside of Richmond, and another pilot happens. And now it's saying you will get there when your flight takes off. 
So I'm like, you know what, guys? <laughs> well, does your GPS actually say that? <laughs> I read it. At the, is that an upgrade? The, the up, in my head, I'm looking at it just saying, you ain't making your flight, dog. Like, that's all I'm seeing on the yeah. GPS. And all I'm saying, like, at this point, the only thing that can save me is our flight gets delayed for, like, another hour or two. And we're stuck in traffic. I'm not talking to nobody at this point because I'm so, like, I'm annoyed. I'm mad. I have this anxiety. And my goal this year, like, New Year's Resolution was, like, to just let things happen. Like, if I can't control time, if I can't do anything, like, just let it happen. And it'll make your day a lot <laughs> go a lot easier. It's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Well, which I will <laughs> give you credit for. Conrad, knowing you since college, <laughs> you have grown so much in that area. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, That's so, so I'm, nice. like, I'm, like, <laughs> trying to, like, calm down and just let it happen because I just, that just that feeling sucks. So, at this point, I'm, like, all right, we're already going to miss the flight. I can't tell these, I am, I'm not, what's that movie where he, uh, Jim Carrey has the, the powers of God, was it, Bruce Almighty? Oh, yeah. And you know how he's yeah, sitting he in traffic and just, like, moves all the cars aside? That's all I wanted to do at this point. Just, like, just spread the cars off the road and just go. I can see you. I can see you just keep trying. Like, this time. And no! Do it! So, I just sit in the car and at, like, this point that we're not going to make the flight and then, like, maybe 35 minutes of sitting just sitting duck in traffic we get an alert the thing is they get an alert and i don't get an alert so like oh our flight's delayed i was like no it's not with you. no it's not <laughs> like no kind of our flights i was like no it's not and i'm looking at my phone i'm not getting anything and then she, and i finally get it and i finally was like thank you lord for doing this because this is the only time i've ever wanted my flight to be an hour or two delayed so instead of leaving at four or leaving at six and then wow. we get like 50 <laughs> minutes outside of baltimore airport we get in an accident. <laughs> I'm just like, Whoa. <laughs> like, you get in an accident. Wait, you got the accident? Like we're sitting, literally, we're at the stop, we're at the light, right? We're the light. There's like four or five cars in front of us. It's raining, granted. And I'm sitting talking. It's like, it's funny now because everyone's okay. But like oh. my coworker was talking. <laughs> my coworker was like in mid-conversation telling his story and something. And all of a sudden, we just get smacked from the back. And all you hear is my friend go, yeah, in in this conversation. You were having a horrible day. Oh, yeah, I would have gave up at that point. That's an awful day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad, but he was okay. That's why I'm laughing now. But he just, in this conversation, talking, and just like someone just punched him in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm like, Oh, this is not happening right now. And it hit hard. I thought like Carly's car was done. Like the bumper was gone. Like we're about to be here for hours trying to figure out what we're about to do. And I've never been in an accident. So this is my first actual like situation. So I'm not sure who we're supposed to call right away and da da da. So I'm like, get out the car. Thankfully, the bumper is like it's everything's intact, both cars. Like the bumper like snapped out of its little lashes. So all you had to do was snap it back on. And Poor old, poor guy, old guy, old black man, real nice. I felt so bad. Like, I was like, he was like, like, had a quiver in his voice. Like, he was so scared. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I was like, it's cool, man. It's all right. Let's just get off the road. Let's, let's pull over in this, in this uh, parking lot and we'll take care of it from there. And I'm just like, okay, this is, I don't need this. I already got an hour 
delayed. You know, this is at this point. I I need to get to the airport because I got to park the car, and we got to get on the bus from the <laughs> long term parking, and then we got to get to the concourse and check in and get in line, all this stuff. And I'm like thinking, like, shit, we're not gonna make this flight again. Mm-hmm. But you know, when God when God wants something for you, He'll do it. Get another notification. You delay you delay it for another hour. <sighs> Thank you, mm-hmm. Jesus. All right. Nice. Hey, God kind of like, look. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't need no more. at this airport for a while. Now, get here. Right? <laughs> you asking for a lot. You've been positive for a while, but look. Only so much I can do. <laughs> Which got yeah. everything. I just want to say that. <laughs> so we sit there, and then, like, right across from us, this, another accident happens. Like, same exact one. And so we call what the police. We call the police. They, like, I was like, if we want to make a claim for insurance, you got. I guess we got to call the police. Blah blah blah. And because the guy, the older guy was just going to be like, "Here's my information," or "Do you want to wait till the police comes?" And I was like, "We'll just wait till the police comes so we can just put this, have this documented." Blah blah blah. So we call the police. They send all oh, there's a dispatch coming your way. Now, mind you, the other happened. The other accident that happened maybe. 10 minutes after us, they're on the side of the road. So when the police comes, guess who they go to first? They go to them. They go to them yeah. first. And we're yeah. just like, oh, bet. I bet. So they, it takes them an, at least 45 minutes to get that situation. Granted, wow. no, I can't see anything on either car. It looks like nothing happened. Like, their, their cars are perfect. And I'm assuming we're just guessing that the police officer's partner was in training. So that's why it took so much longer because when he w- they came to us later on, the guy was like just following directions. He wasn't sure how to answer questions, ask questions. So after they finished with them, we were thinking like, oh, maybe they're going to just come straight to us because we were literally right next to each other. Had Both had our hazards on, blah, blah, blah. And so Michael and I were like, should we go flag him down? And we were like, nah, 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 nah. We, we two black men. We can't just be running up with the cops and saying, hey, hold up. I was like, Carly, roll your window down. Carly, roll your window down. Roll your hey, window yo. Down. Look, if any of us are getting out, you're the one going to get it. She's like, you're right. And so we try to flag him down, and they just keep going. So they don't even come to us after the they take the police report. So now we have to redo the whole thing again, call the police. And it was just a long situation, but long story short, we get out of it, um, ended up being real cool with the guy. We, like, sparked a conversation, talked to him, like, he was cool, calmed down. Like, I kept, I felt so bad. He's, like, older guy, so I kept checking him, like, you all right, man, everything okay? Because he was just, like, shaking, and I didn't know if he was, like, shaking because he was scared or what, but I was just, like, I felt bad. So I was, like, you good, man? And he was, like, all right, I'm good. And then he left, and we left, and we made it. Got to New Orleans. First thing we go, of course, you get to New Orleans, go to Bourbon Street, get a daiquiri. And I was thrown off of people saying, like, you know, watch out for the shot girls. And I'm like, the shot girls? Like, yeah, these shot girls are going to come around, just grab you and just tell you to take a shot. And yeah. you'll be you'll be surprised the way you'll be taking these shots. And I was like, all right, okay, whatever. It's a shot. What, you know, we get to the daiquiri yeah, spot. It's a shot. Like, how bad could it be? Um, so we go to the spot, get our daiquiri, and I turn and I witness these shot girls take action, and they just pull up to these dudes. They're like, they don't even ask. They just grab them like here, shot, put it in your mouth, boom. 
now you're gonna take it and I'm gonna suck this shot while you shot. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Whoa, what are you doing with the shot? What? It's my fiance is right there. <laughs> oh, wait a wait a minute. And that's how it was the whole time. They would just grab, like, of course they're like trying to get tips and they're getting all these drunk young guys. They're making money. And I look at Carly, I just I'm like, you you trying let's go this way, babe. Let's go, let's go, let's go this other way. And avoid this. But as soon as you get on Barber Street, it smells like trash. It smells first of all, it smells so nasty on that street. Like it just yeah. smells like <laughs> Everything stuff happened on that street. <laughs> like, dog, I remembered I, enough to know. Oh my god! Like, I don't when my my boss was telling me, "Like, look, it's Bourbon Street, but it's 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 trifling. Like, it's nasty. Like, I got on there, and I was like, what? It smelled like I don't even know how to put it. Things that shouldn't be smelling that should be kept. I don't even know how to even describe it. But there, everyone was a great ass mood, good vibes. People, of course, are drunk. There's bachelorette parties. There's people here on conferences. I guess there was a huge, um, AKAs were there for something like because there it was high pitched voices, noises all over the. <laughs> 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 Careful, guy. Uh, <laughs> but there it was. It was pink and green all over the street, and uh, they had they had a conference, so they were there. There was old ass men that shouldn't be out here this late doing what they've been doing because they got to go to another meeting in the morning like it was just a weird mix of people like there's a moment where i was like talking to them i was like i don't feel like i'm in the, the u.s right now because there's so many different languages being spoken there's so many different looking people it was just a in a word a melting pot just on one street like you would never know that you and especially then the old buildings like the french buildings and the colors and all this stuff it just didn't feel like it um, and then until you see someone with a cart saying "fuck Trump," I was like, "Oh, well, I'm still in America." Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, everything was great. I think if I would ever go back, I'll spend most of my time trying to eat at every po' boy joint that there is because I ate like so much food and all of it consisted of po' boys. And probably go check out Treme neighborhood or Treme neighborhood, which is like the oldest black neighborhood in the u.s most of the time if you see anything in new orleans and you see all those like brass bands and the little kids marching and everything that's in that neighborhood i missed out on going to that but yeah it took my money in all aspects food drinks someone they made a big mistake of teaching me how to play blackjack so i thought i was gonna be a pro and just win all this money first time ever and you know it's a problem when the dealer's making fun of you on the table that's when you know you should get oh, up. Oh no! Like, like they're not like they're not like. Uh, so you, huh? Like, <laughs> have you played before? Look, anytime I've ever been to a casino, I go straight to roulette and I put twenty bucks down. I lose it. I walk out. That's all I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I win money, great. If I don't win money, that's it. Because that's all. I don't know card games. I don't like. I've never. The only card games I yeah, name. I card game I play is like from back. A lot of confidence. <laughs> so like, but they're like the. Her name was Joyce and Miss Joyce and Miss Lisa. There were two uh, dealers there and they were like these dope leader uh, car dealers. They were like, they kind of helped you out. Like they called me rookie. They were like, this is what you're supposed to, they won't tell you exactly what you're supposed to do, but they'll like tell you whether to hit or not hit. And of course, like I had Michael and Carly who know card games and they were telling me um, when to hit and people at the table. It's like kind of a team game because you want to, all of you guys want to beat the dealer so you can make money. So everyone will like tell you when to like hit or take or hold. But uh, yeah, it didn't really help me <clears throat> much. So 
that was that. But hey, my rent's paid, my bills paid, my school loans are paid, so I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So how's that weekend? <laughs> and now I'm and here. You might not have you might not have school loans for long, you know, if uh, we vote the right way. But we'll talk about that in years, <laughs> in a year or so. <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to figure that one out. I like the that idea, but time. I don't think it's gonna happen. But anyway, go ahead, Brian. How's your weekend? How's it? Uh, uh, my weekend was my weekend, and uh, yeah. Wow, great combo, great, what? great combo, great, great talk. <laughs> what is that? My weekend was my weekend. You right? We don't need to know, bro. It was. It was a good weekend. Look, I got to celebrate. I got to celebrate a friend's birthday. I got to uh, see. Who is this? I got to see. Is this a friend friend? I got. Is a friend friend? No, I don't have no friend friends. All right? <laughs> is, it yeah. friends. Is, it that, is it that friend? Okay. Friend? Okay. Look, I got to. I just, I just need to know because two celebrations in back to back weeks, that's more than a good friend. Like, no, no, you know what I'm saying? You know no, it wasn't. No. Okay. And I got to. Uh... <laughs> can, I, can I finish my weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and I got right. to um, hang out with uh, former. Um, I feel like I'm yelling and I can't hear. But um, former guest of the podcast, Amber. Um, they had a housewarming party this weekend, and God, one of the most beautiful complexes I've ever seen. Um, and it was so dope, and everybody was so welcoming, and it was a fun time. Uh, didn't get to stay too long, but. Uh, we had a ball while we were there. So was Dar- to them. Was Darnold there? Darnold did not show up that night. That's why I was hyped. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish you guys could have saw Darnold, all right? <laughs> so we got on the what? boat on Saturday, right? Oh, for the birthday party. <laughs> hey, Donald. <laughs> Donald was on one. <laughs> Donald had a good time. Uh <laughs> He was trying to dance, trying to sing, all the stuff that oh, Donald usually that's does. Oh, Donald's gone. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then... When he starts dancing. At one point, like, we brought up... I told him, I was like, Donald, don't get your ass in this water. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, y'all don't believe in me. I really can't swim. I was like, look, I almost saw you die. So, if you want a lot of them, go ahead. But you ain't got a lot of me, Craig. <laughs> But yeah, that was my weekend. It was a fun weekend. What about what about you two? Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> nowhere near as much fun as y'all had. Like, we literally were just straight chilling pretty much the whole weekend. I know. I feel like I feel like the order should have been reversed. Right? We definitely <laughs> should have started it off. <laughs> Look, at this point, I want to be like y'all every weekend. Like, I agree. Oh, I agree. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah, y'all I mean, have fun though. That's why y'all be having near death experiences sometimes. So I can, I can. <laughs> we, do. We, have, we do have fun. Jude. I just want to be like all in love mean? and stuff, and like you know, love and love. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> love, 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 love. That's all I want. <laughs> well, hey. You know, I think it just makes more sense for us to like chill these days because we have. Like we have what we need here. We have alcohol, TV, music. Mm. We're good. Man, that's real. <laughs> that's real. That's a message. <laughs> right, Speak yeah. on it. All right. So with that, we can go ahead and start getting down to business. 
So tonight, we got to start off by celebrating and having a conversation about the one and only Queen B. Do we? It's like I'm jerking up the headline. (laughs) 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 Could it have been less? Could it even make it? I wish you could see the face I just (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm joking. I'm joking. You in danger, right? This is how I know Ron is on his best behavior, calling her queen. I ain't heard you ever call her queen, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, she has to be the queen because she's married to the king. Oh, right? nice oh, save. Okay. Nice save. Wow. Nice save. Is it? <laughs> so, obviously, she's also real. That's why, she, that's why she's queen of mine. Oh, okay. Because of Jay. Oh. She's queen. Oh. Of <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> wow. You know I hate that fucking apple. <laughs> Look, everything is love where I'm from. But anyways, she's, she's been tearing up the headlines all month, making a lot of noise in these streets. So how you guys been feeling about what's been going on? Where you guys heard all the news about stuff she's been dropping? You checked out the documentary? You heard the albums plural? I mean, at this point, I, oh, how have you not heard anything about it? Like, it's right? just like, even if you didn't want to, you can't avoid it. Like, There's you can't. No uh, Tori, do you want to go first? Yeah. Tori, just go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like you should just take your moment to like fully stand okay. out. So, this all begins oh, with wow. Beyonce. I know we're about to get some time. time story. Yeah. <laughs> it all began. I, was, I just, I just feel like we should have some like twinkle music, like going back to the one hour later. So Beyonce I'm turns twelve. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. No, but really, it all begins from Beyonce's um, Coachella performance last year, last April 2018. And we all know how that was. It was the best performance she's ever done ever in her career. Mm. So from there, um, that's when, you know, obviously everything is loved happened. She's really had a really solid two years in general, 2018 and 2019. Uh, Put out Everything is Love with Jay-Z. And then now recently, she, it was, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, might have been two weeks ago, that um, Netflix started advertising Homecoming. And no one really knew what that meant. But I think instantly, like within two seconds, I started seeing, seeing people say oh it's Beyonce it's Beyonce it's Beyonce so everyone like (laughs) everyone pretty much was making their assumptions and obviously they were right so then we started to get more um we started to get more uh insight about it and she released a trailer pretty much or a teaser really it was more like a teaser of and it it looked like we were getting like a documentary film that was going to show the behind the scenes footage of Coachella but to my surprise, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Goofy, you're right. <laughs> I didn't realize. Right. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that the film was going to be the entire Coachella performance all over again. Like I didn't realize oh, that's a good point. that I was going to be able to at any point of the day, time, doesn't matter. I can just turn on my TV and watch her performance without it being illegal. 
And the fact that I can watch it all the way through, no interruptions. Like, it was so amazing to just relive the experience again. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional here. But... (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, people don't understand about Beyonce's journey and whatnot because she's... (laughs) Ron's laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm and trying I, not to laugh at you. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm being quiet because I'm scared. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll just say I'll just say this, and then we can move on. But you cannot deny, after watching this film, Homecoming, and while she also did release um, Homecoming on Netflix, she also the next morning released her Homecoming live album. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much Coachella in album form. And with a bonus track of her before I let go, I guess you would call it cover, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was cover. Yeah, and that became like the that's become the new summer cookout anthem of the year so far. But I know. Oh, cookout music, cookout music, barbecue, whatever. And what I what I'll just go back to saying is that. It, after watching this film, this two-hour film, you cannot deny that Beyonce is the hardest working woman in the industry right now. And has been for some, for quite some time. And I'll leave it at that. Feel attention. Care to respond, Brian? I feel attention. Oh, I gotta go next. <laughs> because, let's <laughs> be honest, like, like yeah, you're most second. Okay. I don't know how Tori's gonna feel about this. Okay? Um, I'm scared. Uh <laughs> Stay with your chest, boy. Just speak your truth. I I 100% agree. (laughs) Look, I... You agree with what part? I agree that she is the hardest working woman in show business. I agree that... You didn't say this, but I agree she has the hardest working team in show business. And I agree that the way that her team at this point are so... Uh, God, how do you say it? They're so tapped into the culture, but they're also tapped into what's next that it makes everybody else kind of scared in a way. Like, what do I do to kind of match that? And you see that. Like, I, I looked at all the replies because, like, you couldn't get on Twitter without anyone talking <laughs> about this documentary, whether they stayed up or watched it the next day or watched it for the mm-hmm. fourth time over the weekend. Every mm-hmm. celebrity, your favorite celebrity, hell, your first lady, your forever first lady, everyone got on right. and posted their response for how phenomenal. And I think everyone did that last year as well, right? Because we all stayed up and watched, well, most of us yep. stayed up and watched the performance yep. on YouTube because it was free. Um, yep. But it is, I, I, I was a little surprised that you said, like, it's her greatest performance, but I 100% agree. And I am, I don't know, after watching the documentary, like, I always love Beyonce, Beyonce, all right? I know I've said some stuff on this podcast, and I stand by all of it. I stand by every (laughs) single word. But that, I stand by every single word because that's how much I love her. If I didn't love her, I wouldn't criticize her the way I do. Oh, um, oh that's what, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's uh, okay. 
but I would not do that. that. Continue. But to see all the stuff that she's done, and I've, I've, I have followed, I have followed her career. I remember being at my mom's house watching the No 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 video on our cable that we didn't have. We only had BT uh, <laughs> and TNT. Uh, watching that video and be like, "Ah, oh, she's cool." But that's his daughter, and I remember t- everybody talking crap about her because it was, you know, it was her family who ran everything. I remember growing up with her. I remember when we were like, "Gosh, she about to go solo," and she did. She went solo. Um, but you watch that entire body of work, and you can't leave it without going like, "Damn!" Not only did she do it for herself, right? Because to me, that's most important. Like, you got to do this for you. You're the first black woman. Ain't that about a bitch, as she said, to headline Coachella ever. Mm-hmm. So you got to do right. it for you. You got to make your mark. I'm about to do. I'm about to turn this shit out, so you never forget that I did it. But then you include all of these other people, all of these other faces that we may, most of them, will never know their names. A few of them out there, I know their names because they would jam it, you know. But um, we'll never know their names. <laughs> And the fact that they can go and live their entire life with kids and grandkids and, and, and families and be able to say, that is me, that was that moment in time, and this is what I added to it. I think that's the coolest thing that coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And it, it really, I ain't cry because I'm a G, but it made me emotional because I was like, die. How dope would it have been to be a part of something like that? Even like being able to say like I stayed up and was YouTube or the people who said that they right. were able to fly there and be in attendance. Um, you were part of that moment. And if you are a black person in this world, really, that was that was for you. And you can say that was for you. You can own it. And you don't feel because regardless of not regardless or not of who Beyonce is and what she represents, she totally disappeared in that moment and shared it with everyone. It was her show Mm -hmm. through and through, and it's Beyonce Mm -hmm. through and through. We all know that. But that was all of it. It was every moment. I mean, Mm -hmm. for a guy who wanted to go to Morehouse, right? Wanted to go to Morehouse, Mm -hmm. lived Morehouse, loved Morehouse, loves Morehouse. That was me on that stage. Right. And I was like, I felt every single moment I mean, it was it was beautiful. But I, was, I know we're gonna talk more about it. So, um, I, and I know Conrad and Ron watched it a few times. So I'm wondering which what you what, what's your thoughts? I'll be real. I'll be real honest. I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, no, he he. he <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even hold us up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna cut to the spot, but. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it, but it's not like I'm surprised of all the remarks people are saying about Beyonce. Um, and for me, the thing is, I guess, which we'll, we'll dive into later, is like Brian sent us a little list of or a tweet about something about like her production and the person who kind of set everything up. And that's where I want to do my focus more on is because besides Beyonce, who do we really think? Because it's just not, it's just not her. Obviously, it's like her. It's her thought process. It's her ideas. Obviously, but who else is there to thank? Who else is there to put that help put Beyonce to this 
level besides her thought process before it's all hers but obviously she needed help like her production team and her choreographers and all this stuff and i just wanted to kind of dive into that because i feel like there might be a little debate about that in the few but yeah i didn't watch it i watched the coachella performance last year it's really dope obviously got me onto ot genesis some more even if i had not really cared about him even if he did have two hits before coachella that we're saying are played a lot, but yeah, that's my two cents. Ronald, I kind of feel like we don't need to ask Ronald because it was probably like, I mean, yeah, you know, I haven't been watching it now. <laughs> like, it's really hard to even identify what my favorite part is. Like, I could sit here and talk about each individual performance for each song for hours on end. But if I had to nail it down okay. to my favorite moment. If we could just stop. <laughs> <right> <laughs> Y'all, he watched Coachella last year. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> you know, that was the best. This is where I was like, me and Ron were the same page. Because Brian, Brian hits his life. was like, so y'all watch? <laughs> and still we're like, nah, nope. <laughs> And I, I was like, why I just I'll assume probably... y'all watch? <laughs> and I was like, I probably won't watch it. And Ron was like, yeah, if you watch last, you don't need to watch it, dog. <laughs> I was like, all right, but... <laughs> but can I say something to that Conrad? What's up? Because I thought the same thing. I'm like, dope. It's dope. Like, I own a lot of concert films, right? I love buying, especially with my favorites going concert. I like watching it. But it's rare, and even Beyonce has done this before, but it's usually with a lot more, you don't really get the concert, you get more of her and her process, if you will. But this was so dope because it was the full show, actually more than what we saw last year because they included the second weekend, but the process of creating something like that, which I feel like if, 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 for no other reason, like even if you skip through the whole performance, to be honest with you, and just watch the 15, 20, 25 minutes of them preparing for the show, like everybody could draw inspiration for that and how 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 much it takes to put on something like that. But the, the dedication, the 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 perseverance, the God, the vulnerability, like all that stuff is what we deal with every single day when we fucking go or dealing with people or dealing with family like you gotta work all this stuff into your life and still come out with something positive i think that was like my favorite part of the the experience i'd call it now real quick brian to your point about um if fiance's ever done this before she does have two previous concert films that she's done the yes. on the run tour with Jay Z and then Rebel, I believe. Oh, I didn't and think Rebel about on the well. run because that was on HBO. Yeah, because and that was full right. Concert. And Rebel, Rebel came out as like a DVD, so th- there's that too. But it was like six months after Blue was born. But you are right in in that this does a really good job of showing exactly. I think it, it's. It, I think she's trying to show people that she's not just like a singer. She's not just a performer. She dives into the direction, the production, the, the like the choosing a cast, basically, like a supporting yeah. cast or whatnot. Like she said that she picked every dancer, every singer, every musician, 
she came up with the production design, came up with the the way that the way that the state the stage design and whatnot the height. and the tech team one like she always has <clears throat> even more so now since she started Parkwood but I would say that she always makes sure makes sure that she's making if not a hundred percent close to it of the decisions in, yeah. of, in terms of the direction of it and I can't say how much I love the fact that she included like the HBCUs down to the point where, like, a lot of the people in the band were part of the fighting, I think they call themselves the Fighting 100, <clears throat> which is, like, the best of the best of every HBCU right. band. So, and you saw them, like, in, in rehearsals with their different school shirts and their school spirit. But to me, like, that means a lot because it's Beyonce. She could have easily gone and gotten the best trumpet players and uh, I can't think of saxophone players. I can't think of no other instruments. Drummers, <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> but she could have got the best of the best of those who are throughout this world and and probably in space. But she went to every HBCU and got their best of their best. And that's who was able to get up night. And if you, I remember last year, look, sometimes I'm bored, so I just go through stuff. But I went through you can kind of go down, down a wormhole of some of the performers who performed that night. And you just kind of look at some of their pages and what their, how they felt after everything. Cause obviously they couldn't talk about nothing until everything happened, but you just read some of their stories, how much they gave up, how, how excited they were, the experience that they had. And you're like, that is something that they will take for the rest of their life. And hopefully back to their campus and we look at HBCUs if you're following the elections and all this stuff happening with the lack of fun support for our HBCUs out there and you look at the fact that she did honestly her small part the 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 the, the bit that she did the, the the thing that she did for this show will mean so much for the the history and the longevity of all these schools, like that is so important right now. When we got fucking HBCUs losing their accreditation, and we got HBCUs coming under fire because we got white people talking about we should move our campus and stuff like that <laughs> with Howard, like right. all of this stuff means something in a way. <clears throat> Am I becoming a Beyonce fan? Just a little bit. <laughs> I, I think you're there. I, I think you're all the way there. Access. But, uh, you got, you got I think if, uh, but yeah, you made a good point though, because I'm like thinking about the last like big film that put HBCUs on like a platform and like with a big name. And all I could think of, to be honest, right now, and, and maybe you guys can think of something else, but all I could think of was Drummond. Stomp the Yard. Oh, Stomp the Yard, mm. I guess so, yeah. And, and even so Drummond are... was what, fake, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was, was Stomp the Art as well fake? Days. I don't know about Stomp, 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 Stomp yeah, the Art had fake, fake. but just the yeah. fact they still were able to like show what a HBCU could like would look like. Or yeah. I remember when I when I first watched Drumline, I was in the band and I was like, I'm going to HBCU to play a tuba. Like that's what I'm going to do. Like that's all I wanted to do. That's all I was like thinking about doing. Um, and so that small movie itself could put light on something that I had never known when I was in high school. 
now this person named Beyonce who's bigger than most <laughs> artists right now on the platforms right now. It's okay, Brian. Um, <clears throat> shines, <Wow>. shines, <laughs> shines light on an HBC on that level, and they're actually the they're actual colleges that these kids can look up and say, "Oh, what what's what was that person wearing on this? Like, what are those letters? Who are the, who are those um, schools they're wearing?" And can go research on themselves by themselves, and it changes a lot of things. And that's that's mm-hmm. that's huge props. Um, and best respect to her on that. Yeah. All right, so let's move into that conversation that she was mentioning earlier, Conrad, where the question you're posing about the credit we're giving out and the German people that uh, deserve it. You want to expand on that? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess Brian can help me with this because he's the one who sent the message. Do you want to talk about that first? Yeah, you want me to set it up? Yeah, set it up. So there was a – obviously, everybody's giving credit to Beyonce, right? Um, but I think the thing that people don't give enough credit to her and her organization, if you will, is that she has secured like the biggest leaders in this inner, um, in this, uh, energy. industry, energy, <laughs> industry. I got you. I want to, I want to say energy because <laughs> yeah, energy sounds better, but industry to, um, kind of lead her movement which is what Parkwood is, which is her company. Um, and in 2015, she secured, and I'm, I apologize if I the name wrong, but Steve Pomone, who led um, the sports and entertainment uh, section of J.P. Morgan Chase up until him leaving to come over to Parkwood, she put him as president and COO in December of 2015. That was just getting on kind of leading all of this stuff that happened because look yes Beyonce is the head and Beyonce I'm sure has the final say so in most of the stuff but guys Tori I hope I don't piss you off when I say this but <laughs> Beyonce ain't doing all this stuff by herself I know a lot of there's a lot of people out there who I think think that Beyonce just goes to bed and wakes up with all these ideas and everything happens and everything happens through her but no she has done the smart thing as a as a chief executive and hired all these smart people to kind of lead everything that she's doing and one of those people is steve and well, how, do we, how do we not how do we know that these aren't her ideas and she just has a team to execute them and that's where i feel like it's the, the biggest question is like i guess because what can i that's can what I boss li- does sorry yeah, can i list the what has happened over the past month and then we can get into that so for the past month right on april 4th beyonce announces her adidas deal right i don't think we we still don't know how much it's worth there's a lot of reports out there that is more than most athletes (laughs) who who you would think adidas would partner with but um, that happened then april 17th uh, Homecoming com- comes out on Netflix and the album comes out and we find out that Netflix that same week, we find out that, hey, they've uh, given her $60 million for three total pop, uh, projects. So we got two more projects coming from Beyonce on that platform. And we found out that not only was she, it was a bidding war. I think we all heard about the Netflix deal, 
But we also heard that HBO was in on the deal. And then the report came out that HBO backed out because the deal that Netflix offered was too too rich for them to match. And then April 23rd, which was today when we recorded, <laughs> um, Lemonade, her last album that came out three years ago. Three mm-hmm. years? Damn. Yep. That seems like a while. Uh, three years ago this month, um, that it is now about available on all platforms. And that that could sound simple, right? She's so good to us. We could get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> that sounds simple, but I feel like the business behind that is so so cool to analyze because the business of Beyonce and you think about the business of Jay-Z and what they've created together and how they've managed to still own all of their stuff while also su- supporting in many ways, but also benefiting from other platforms, I think is, I think is, I think is dope. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get into this because I feel like I'm gonna have some differing opinions. I mean, so, I'm <clears throat> oh, sorry, go ahead, Tori. Well, I was just gonna ask, what is um, the guy that she named as COO, his Steve, what's his last name? I think Pamon. it's pa- uh, Pamon. Is it Pamon? You and think it's Pamon? Pamon, Pamon. It's P A M O N. Sorry, Steve. Pamun, Pamun, and he's the COO. He's the COO and the president of Parkwood. Okay, so what exactly is a COO supposed to do? Like, that's the chief operations officer. What do those like responsibilities entail? Hmm. I've always defined. I've always defined the COO as the person who keeps the business running, right? The chief executive kind of is the face of the business and keeps the high level ideas and, uh, you know, the bigger stuff, if you will, going. But the CEO is the everyday person. How do we get from point A to B through this day and make sure that whatever we've dreamed about or whatever we've thought could happen, how do we make sure it actually comes to fruition? That's what I thought of as a CEO. No, that's right. It says if you, the CEOs, uh, they would include overseeing the company's day-to-day operations, daily communications with CEO, creating operation strategies and policies, communicating operational strategies to employees, building employees alignment with company goals, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, they're the day-to-day person. It almost sounds like they're the liaison in a way. Right. So then, Brian, do you believe that so what is what is what exactly is your stance? Do you believe that she wouldn't be able to accomplish this without him? What what she's done these past couple years? And when I I'm saying no, but when I say no, is no disrespect to her. I think of any Fortune 500 company or any company where they say like this is our goal, this is our dream, this is what we want to do. But I don't expect Beyonce to be in every meeting. I don't expect Beyonce to try. That ain't my job to figure. She even said in a documentary, if I, I gave you notes, if you ain't put them into action, why would I give you more notes? Like, Steve has to come in and make sure that I told you this is what I wanted. I want to create a clothing line. I want to I wanna offer my films to more people. I want to expand my business. I want to invest more into my community. I'm not telling you that because it's a cool conversation. I expect you to make that happen. That's why I hired you. That's kind of how I look at it. Not that he's the one who's responsible for it, but without him, it wouldn't happen because 
I mean, I don't expect Beyonce to be talking. So about... you feel like he's so, he? You feel like he solidified those opportunities for her? I do. Okay. I, oh, or think about it like this, Tori. So we heard about the fact that hey, Beyonce met with many. Obviously, she ain't only meet with Adidas. We heard about the Reebok story, right? Where she walks out the meeting because they don't represent our people well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure she met with Nike. I'm sure she met with Under Armour. And we know she left the, I forget the people who made Ivy Park. I don't know their name. Um, over in Europe. But I know she left them. But I don't expect Beyonce to be setting up those meetings, is what I'm saying. I expect, like, that's Steve's job. Like, give me the best okay, of the best, I and s- I'll decide from there. Okay, that makes sense when you break it down. I thought, like, he's the one that came up with the ideas, executed them, but no, that makes sense. That's, yeah. like, someone in her position should be able to do that. Tell them, this is what I want to do, exactly. make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and think- I feel like th- that's dope. I think it's dope and obviously but also at the same time it's like well obviously he's going to be there because just like you said any Fortune 500 company is going to have someone like this so to me I'm not trying to like take away his shine but I don't think like it's something that's so crazy like he she already has a blueprint for him right she already has a blueprint for him and her name and her name is Beyonce what like Ron made a good point earlier too like this was already oh. made. This was already made. Like lemonade is already made. All you have it's all you have to do is okay, tell this person I, I, to I, release I, release the the song on all platforms, you know? Like she, she's already People had this. like lemonade has been made was like when didn't he get hired when she was already making lemonade? Like already working on lemonade, right? True. Like so I'm saying like it's great that he's there, but I don't think that he's no different than a C COO of an, of another person because they're doing the exact same thing. He just has Beyonce. Which is even better right. for him. So it's it, it makes it easier for him to go to a meeting and be like, "You're sitting with Beyonce today," and who's going to say no, right? But here's, I think I agree because like here's where I think is the okay. Sorry, because if you're going to say if if he was a COO of, I'm trying to find someone who's not as big as Beyonce level, and she there this person is still trying to like make it big on the platform, and he's make and he's taking what that person has and making their name even bigger as a day-to-day person, then I can be like, damn, this dude, he's making moves for her, that person. But since he's already there with a name that doesn't need to be explained, a brand that doesn't need to be explained, a product doesn't need to be explained because it's already been speaking for itself, the numbers and everything else, it makes his job a hundred times easier. I totally agree with that also because knowing how you know, how toxic stan culture could be. Just in general, even if you are a fan or you're not, Beyonce could breathe. She could breathe and and have some sort of influence on that. Like, her name alone has major influence at this point in her career. Very true. I just, like, stand for business right now. Like, the fact that oh. he, he dealt with four of the biggest companies in the world, right? Netflix, Adidas, Apple, Spotify, Net. Oh, I said Netflix. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that beyond Netflix, because I heard those rumors last year, I heard that she was working with Netflix and 
HBO was bidding, and I think we all kind of knew like something was coming up. All right, so beyond that, I never heard a perils deal, if you will, with another company. Never heard of hell. She even put out that I didn't put my songs on Spotify for a reason on a whole damn album, right? And we was all making fun of Spotify, literally, when it came out. Like, hey, we don't need y'all. And title. Like, they own title. That's their company. So we were like, why would she need you? She ain't gonna do nothing for y'all, ever. But the, I think it's the, and this is the part that kind of gets me excited about business, which I, uh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this because the fact that you can make all of this happen in a four-week period, right? And I'm, I know Beyonce is a part of this. I'm not taking anything apart from, uh, away from her. But I also want to say this is a black man, right, who is in this le- leadership position. The fact that you guys, Parkwood, can make all of this happen within this period and – we not know anything about it. We're literally surprised by every freaking move that comes out. Even down to the freaking trailer. You got us grasping. Like, you have to release her visuals because her fans were so rabid that they're like, well, that looks like the same font that she used a year ago. Like, <laughs> you guys are so to the point that everything is so perfect. And even down to the Maya Angelou quote. Like, you listen to that quote, and you're like, she, it's everything she talks about in a documentary. And I'm, I know she created a lot of that stuff maybe before. It's been in the works for literally years. But it's the way it was executed. I think that's the part where you just, you got to look at it like, damn, that is a business move. I mean, Apple, we know about some of their products before it even comes out. Amazon. We know what they're doing before they can even announce it. Like the White yeah, House. Yeah, he definitely, even he if definitely you will. created the strategy. Yeah. And the way it was rolled out and the way that and I, I looked at this thread and I again being a Beyonce fan, Tori. Um <laughs> I've learned how much I've learned how much the number four means to that fan. The fact that they would roll literally everything. And there's more that we're not talking about from merchandise and stuff like that that they're still making money off of. The fact that they would roll everything out within this period where we had no idea anything was coming, that I just think that's so dope from a business perspective. And I can't imagine how exciting it might be to work for a company like Parkwood right now. Like, to me, that's like orgasmic. Because, like, nah, you, you guys live. It ain't even Beyonce by herself. You guys got other stuff going. But y'all thinking about stuff that far ahead. And we know. So now we, which I wonder if she wanted us to know. But, of course she did. Because, look, we know. Um, <laughs> like, what are these other two Netflix deals? Now we about to spend however much time still watching what you already put out and thirsting over what you about to put out. And Netflix, in that same amount of time, let me stand a little bit more. Netflix, also, I'm sure oh, Netflix wow. was smart. Oh, oh. Let, me, let me stand out for Netflix a little bit. Because Netflix had to be smart enough to know, oh, we about to lose every single Disney property that we own. 
from our platform. And that news is about to drop and they're going to be cheaper than us. And they're not going to, um, they're not going to offer any of our, like, we're not going to get anything from them. This is over. This is done. Everybody's going to be excited when this announcement drops out. Oh, Beyonce, if you can, if you can make sure that announcement goes out before they do, like how dope would that be? I'm not saying, saying that's what happened, but it did happen. Like <laughs> from a business perspective, all of these people are just at another level, which I think is so dope. Sorry. That wow. was that was just like that I got that me I last week. You, I never thought I would ever hear you stand for Beyonce. Mm. I always have. Change. I always have. I still feel but, like there's a punk part coming out soon. Like he's about to slash out on Yeah. I'm just saying, like like the fact that this black woman who has a team of such you know, diverse people um, who has uplifted our people. And honestly, this is the moment where I butt, <laughs> right? Who has yeah. learned from so many people who come before her. And she made sure to include in that documentary the words like, hey, this is for all the women who came before me, the black women who came before me. She made sure to include like the Jacksons music and so many other like older music references within her performance. She could have edited all that stuff out. It would have been really easy. And then if you watch the credits of the Netflix documentary, every single person got paid. Every single person will get paid. Every single person will forever be paid as long as it's on Netflix. To me, mm-hmm. I can't hate on that. That is another level of Responsibility. That's a good way to look at it. I didn't even think about that. Mm. So. All right, Brian. Okay. I'm done. Terry, am I back here? Good grace. You said more than me. Shit. I'm good now. <laughs> Terry, do you love me again? <laughs> Please. Of course. Yeah. Always have. <laughs> Always have. <laughs> All right. Wait till I bash Beyonce later. It's always you that starts all All right, so before we keep moving on to our next topic, in the interest to make sure that we don't get cut off on this one, we're gonna go ahead and take a break so we can pay some bills. We'll be right back, y'all. All right, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. So we're gonna go ahead and keep moving and go right back into things. I'm passing it off to my lady Tori to go ahead and introduce the next topic for us. What's going on? So I don't know if you guys um, saw the latest uh, post from Cardi or if you even follow Cardi B, but um, Cardi know her or follow her, you know that she is, you know, a talented rapper. She's had an amazing two years, always sounds good, looks good, all that good stuff. But one thing that she's really not good at, and she has other flaws, but one thing she's really not good at. (laughs) (laughs) She by no means perfect, but that's my girl. I've been Team Cardi for a minute, but um, today she went on this whole, like, spree of, um, like, calling out the Shade Room. The Shade Room is a popular Instagram page, and it's basically a celebrity pop culture blog. And they talk about a plethora of different things. They're always known for like make creating a new post every five seconds. Really can't get through it all. Uh-huh. But that's why I had to unfollow them because that was too much. But um, so 
Cardi's been upset over the past uh, couple years because she feels like the coverage that the Shade Room does of her is always negative, nothing ever positive. So she asked them to stop. And they did end up stopping after a while. And then I guess over the past few months, she's, she's associated with Offset, of course, that's her husband, and associated with um, Young Miami, the one of part of the duo for uh, the City Girls group. Um, and she feels like the stories that the Shade Room, the negative stories that the Shade Room does on them is a way of them targeting her still, even though she's asked them to stop. And as I was saying before, Cardi, one of her biggest flaws is that she lets the media get to her so easily. Like she is the biggest loose cannon. Like if, if her career were to fail, it would be her fault because she completely got way too sensitive and just had to react to everything and just got out of pocket. So she's, she's been upset all day. She made like three uh, Instagram videos and, and two Instagram posts trying to bash them. And the way that the shade room clapped back was they posted on, on their Instagram stories, all the coverage, the positive coverage they've done of Migos, of Offset, of Young Miami, of Cardi, and all of that as a way to say, we actually have posted positive things about you. And really, really, Cardi would never, in my opinion, Cardi would never be saying this if she, if she didn't feel like she was the one being attacked. But she's trying to act like this being a Black-owned blog is capitalizing off of or off of um as she called it urban artists and urban drama and my stance on it and i want to hear your guys thought is that like shade room isn't the first blog to do something like this there's plenty mm-hmm. of blogs out there have been out there that are known for just messy sloppy gossip because people like it like, it's just something that people like to read. People are going to react. You can't change, you can't change a million people who follow you every day. You can't change their mind. That's my stance. But curious to hear what you guys think about it. Uh, um, I think one thing that we always have to try to remind ourselves is that celebrities are human beings. And they have the same feelings that we would have if we had... I guess for us, it wouldn't be the shade room, but if we had friends that always throwing shade at us, always talking about us or have some demeanor to us, we, we find a way eventually to either break apart from them or lash out or whatever. So, but I guess it also comes with the territory of being a celebrity. Um, everyone is going to be in your business. Like there's no such thing as privacy as a celebrity mm-hmm. um, as, as much as we would, as much as some celebrities think they have privacy or we think they have privacy, there's no such thing because everyone has a camera. Everyone has, um, everyone knows who you are because you're on TV or on whatever. And the shade room is really good at finding news. They're basically the black TMZ of Instagram. I feel like, um, and I don't know. I, she has every right to be upset if they're doing, if they're covering her negatively and I have some issues with shade room that I stop following them too, because they're like wishy-washy sometimes with their posts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's irritating because you post, they'll post something. And then if you go through the comments, they're bashing this person, blah, blah, blah. 
And then you, they'll post another thing similar to the person, but the person is different and they're showing all love in their comments. So it's just like, it's never consistent. And it just shows how much we're into shade and negativity and like we're entertained by this thing. So I kind of just stopped following Shade for that reason. However, they are a business. They are an entertainment mm-hmm. site. They have, this is what they do. Like, this is what they're known for. This is how they became popular. Everyone wanted to be on the shade room. Cardi B at one point wanted to be on the shade room. I guarantee you. Like, she felt like she, if she made the shade room, it's almost like some people's mm-hmm. validation for making it into the black culture or into black entertainment is once you're in a shade room for doing something very spectacular, everyone that is black or not black, there's a lot of white people that follow the shade room and other right. ethnic she backgrounds to- that follow. She used to interact with the shade room a lot. Yeah, so she was, yeah, so she knew what they were about in a way. So to me, I do agree in a way that we also forget that I didn't realize how, like, that Cardi was younger than us, like, or around the same age. Like, I think Mm. she's younger than us, right? She's 20. She's 27. 27. Okay. So I totally didn't even think about that once I, like, was a couple months ago and I found out how I thought she was like maybe in her thirties, blah, blah, blah. So I forget that she's still, I guess for us, she's our age, but she hasn't had a chance to like go through all the phases of life. She just, she came from one part of her life as a stripper and then boom, she became a celebrity. So she might have some immature tendencies when it comes to that stuff. Cause she's maybe still trying to figure out how to be a celebrity and how to handle cele- like stardom. And when people talk shit about you, but also we also know Cardi is that she's boisterous. And she will tell you yeah. like it is. And she also has to keep that demeanor and that um, persona that I ain't going to take shit from nobody. I'm Cardi. I come from this area, this, this, and this, and this. But at the same time, like, why are you spending all that energy on a blog post that does this to everyone? Because I think it's what you just said. And someone else mentioned this, too. I think it was Cami, actually. Where she was from, it's all about respect and earning respect from others. So... Now she's at a point in her, in it. I'm sure back when she was growing up, she what she commanded respect most likely from people yeah. who knew who she was. But now she got has people behind their phones being really brave behind their phones and saying whatever they want to her every single day. She it's going to take her a while to to let go of that because I agree that I mean, you know, at this point it's been two years, but. With her yeah. upbringing of, of knowing where she comes from, where earning respect was really important in her community, mm-hmm. it's going to take her some time. And you always think of like, which is a completely, like, completely different side of the spectrum, but like, is it John Legend's wife? Is it Christy, Christy T, Christine? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Christy T. Christy T. Yeah. She's the, like, they clown her all the time in social media, like all the time, like. I used to think that she was going to at one point delete her social media because at some point there was always a joke about her or Mm -hmm. they were throwing shade at her on a shade room, but she figured out a way to use that for her. Like she uses it. She's turning around. And that's the difference of how long of being, I guess, on the stardom or celebrity on a platform compared to her and Cardi, who's kind of fairly new to stardom and getting all this backlash that eventually she's going to, she might never. She might just. This might be her thing. Like I'm just gonna battle whoever wants to battle with me. But at some point, you well, gotta get tired. You have to be tired of it. Well, I think it's also a thing of, like, I haven't known Chrissy Teigen for long or follow her for long, but she's done a good job of since she's become 
<laughs> if you will, and she makes fun of this, but John Legend's girlfriend, then fiance, then wife, like I have my own identity and I'm not just some dumb Victoria's Secret model. And she's always been funny. And she's just kind of let everything kind of, I won't say roll off her back, but like I'm going to hit you back when I have to, but it's going to be in a humorous way. I'm not about to like get emotional over you. And I feel like the part that Cardi kind of suffers from is like, look, Cardi, you're not, you're not that same girl who made, you know, a lot of fans off of Instagram. Or you're not that same girl who, who made something off of Love and Hip Hop. And yeah, you're not that same girl who was just cool to follow because she had a few mixtapes out. Now you're a bona fide star. So you're getting all the feedback, you're getting all the kickback that Beyonce would get, that would uh, Nicki would get. I mean, who you you tussle with, and any other famous woman, woman. I want to say woman because I feel like this doesn't happen as often to the guys, and if it does, I wish they would speak up. Like the fact that this is a uh, uh, a woman who has had a number one album, many number one singles has done great work over the past year and a half to two years. And yet everyone wants to kind of bash her right now because she is too big. I think that's, that's what nobody wants to say. Like she's too big. Like let's bring her back down. I think it's the same thing that happened to Nikki. Same thing that happens to any other popular artist that gets out too fast. Let's talk about that. Um, though. Why, why is it that that happens? Why is it as like human beings we have to we don't like oh. that? Why is that? Because we we, we don't we don't see it we we see it not just only in entertainment but in sports like we'll, like people hate the Patriots for winning so much people hate Kobe for winning so much people hate LeBron for being, winning so much it's just like why is it something that we can never like one why that's I guess least the question of why do we always compare. Why do we always have to have one of the best? They can't be two. And why can't two of the greatest in the same genre be together at the same time? Like, why is it something that we always have to look at or make a point of? I mean, I could definitely go in here because I feel like you mentioned Kobe, you mentioned LeBron, you mentioned all the athletes, the male athletes. But I feel like this is – I and Tori – Please correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like this is specific to women because I feel like there are so many times that there's a female athlete or a female female writer or producer or whatever it may be that they're excelling in or just first lady, <laughs> Michelle Obama. The fact that she has the – she will have the number one selling or biography of all time is what they're saying. Like, whenever that happens, it's like, oh, no, a woman can never do that. A woman can never be the number one conversation in, in, in athletics or music or entertainment. Like, no, that's just not popular. So let's put someone else before her. Let's uh, figure out what's weird about her and talk about that. Let's Let's do something to bring her down. And I hate that because... To me, women rule the world, right? They are the best. They do everything better than us. <laughs> Man, sorry, Ron and uh, <laughs> they do. <laughs> they just do. And and I think that 
a lot of that is us not supporting them and us not believing that they can be more. And I'm not saying you and Ron, but I'm just saying us as people, especially us as black people, because usually it's black women. Um, there's many white women CEOs who are celebrated and supported uh, and they have their own problems. But it feels like when there's a black woman who is excelling as fast as they do, we figure out a way to like bring them down. There'd be a inaccurate article, like the Beyonce versus Ariana Grande story from Coachella, or rather it be Nikki versus Cardi or any other person. Like we, we figure out ways to bring that black woman down as opposed to lift them up and also be able to like, as a man, lift the ladder up. Like, Oh, I'm also listening to this other black woman. Shout out to Lizzo and other people like that. Like, I don't know. That's just my thought. And you know, Missy's my favorite. So <laughs> that was in my heart. That's, that's very true. And I agree with that statement. Then I guess my next question would be that, then what about within the same to like, for instance, Cardi and Nikki battle like when it's within the same ethnicity and sex when it's women black woman versus black woman or woman versus woman like still we still see that so in that aspect what would it be or you know if you want to go since we have two stands here Beyonce versus Janet type thing like, okay you like, <laughs> <laughs> like how I said that up <laughs> but I do I do actually but I'm just and like saying like, those are the questions those are the questions I'm thinking because yes we there is that stigma and there is that perpetuation that when a black woman is rising at a ridiculous pace and she's doing everything correctly and right that yeah. there is always going to be a roadblock because it's let's be honest it's scary to see a black woman move that fast and doing things the right way because they're already at the bottom. There already are black people person, who, yeah. like who who shouldn't be at the top. So yes, it's scary, but then it's confusing at times when it is within the same sex, when there's two black women moving at the same speed and making the right impacts and doing the right things. And then here we have within the same culture, people are saying they shouldn't be this or shouldn't be that. And there's a specific battle between these two. So where where I do you put that discussion in, I guess? I typically sometimes, I don't know, I, I feel like the media, and it could be a cliche answer, but I really feel like the media has a lot to do with that influence because typically mm -hmm. conversations nowadays don't start talking about it until the media posts something about a specific topic. And mm -hmm. I just I just feel like typically, like you, you might see somewhat, some crazy tabloid that says, who would you, who would you rather, Beyonce or Rihanna? Because you know that's been a feud since the beginning. Like even that Beyonce and, and Rihanna feud, there was never any clarity from that. But the media came up with this story because they heard from sources that Rihanna and Jay Z had an affair. So like Crazy, it always yeah. starts. It always starts there. Like uh, uh, the like these blogs, they know what they're doing when they say, when they put up pictures of Cardi and Nicki said, oh who had the better outfit or who had the better song or who had the better disc. They know exactly what they're doing because a lot of people, and I won't say like, they're like silly enough, but like they, they, they're going to react and give their two cents. If they're, no, I think silly enough is the, is the right way to put it. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> to be honest, I think it, it's just, but that's the thing. So like, 
it just so sorry I'm asking a lot of questions because it's just I always think about it and and it's not I have a perfect turn to talk about it but like so how do we I know it's a lot to do but like for us sitting or like talking right now about this how would we like to change that how do you change something like that because the media is always going to be there there was media Whoa. back when Missy was getting was popping when Lil Kim was popping and all these people were popping and that still back then we we're still comparing them and but and Missy coming back I don't, back, think, it'll, so I don't think, well. think it'll ever change honestly I think anytime someone is given an opportunity to say their side especially if they've been presented that opportunity they're going to use it and take advantage of it especially because nine times out of ten, they're going to be too afraid to to do it in person. So I don't. I, I think we're always going to have. I think social media is going to get worse. But then, then there's. But then, yeah, worse. Sure. So then, that does that take sure. away the whole aspect and point of supporting each other when we're not really supporting each other if we're always comparing each other? Yeah. Well, I want to bring up two things. Right. I want to bring up the fact that. All right, Beyonce has this amazing launch and obviously amazing performance that comes out last year and everyone's like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. It's so great. It's so perfect. It's so great. Uh, Yeah, it is great. It is perfect. It is wonderful. And I've said this before on this podcast, like we're black. We are perfect. We are wonderful. We're excellent. We produce this type of stuff, but you don't have to, in that very next breath, take away any other black person that has done something before her as a way to prove that Beyonce is better. You are doing a disservice to Beyonce by doing that, in my opinion. Right. Because to me, it's like, you don't got to mention Michael. You ain't got to mention Diana, Janet. Uh, hell, Ella, I just seen so many people come up. Ella Fitzgerald came up in an argument this week <laughs> where people came after <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda because his kid asked if Beyonce was a better singer than Ella Fitzgerald. Like, you don't have to tear down our history to say that our future is better. Like, you don't have to do that. And my thing is, Beyonce is doing exactly what we would want her to do, which is to carry us forward. We got to do better. We got to be better. We always are going to be better because we created all this stuff. And she's doing exactly what she was set out there to be. And you know what? It's hard to believe, but there's going to be some women, maybe 10, hell, uh, how science works, maybe 20. It might be Blue Ivy. I don't know. But 20 years from now, where we're like, I've never seen that before. I've never seen the technology, the skill, the athleticism or whatever since Beyonce. But hopefully we'll all be there to be like, no, like Beyonce did that. Beyonce was that. Beyonce was excellent. And she worked so hard to do all this stuff that this girl may seem like she's doing now. But you don't have to take away from Beyonce to praise this other person. Like, to me, that is what we have to do. We have to keep pushing all of our people forward. Everyone <laughs> forward without yeah. taking away from someone. I think that's the biggest point right there. It's like, I guess you, we can compare each other, but we don't have to compare each other negatively or trying to... Because at the end of the day, I guess 
I kind of, you guys kind of answered my question in a way, but it's like, at the end of the day, we will always compare something. That's what history is for. That's why history is here. We're always comparing something from the previous past, whether it's to move forward in a better direction or, or to get out of a negative direction, right? Yeah. However, yeah, when it comes to, and I think we've talked about this before, but if you think about it, and maybe it's just not publicized as much, but I never hear any other ethnicity always comparing their top people. But maybe because we don't exactly. look for it. Maybe because we don't look for it. Because oh, we're I, so... I bet they do. I but I'm sure they do. I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm saying, like, because we are not looking for it. But that's I just a good feel like, point. I just think that it's, and maybe we can find this out, but I just feel like it's just, it's more on a, like, the black, maybe because one, black culture is such a thing that everyone wants to be a part of. And everyone wants to take a piece of it or do something about it. That's why it's such a big platform. And we see it on a daily basis. Why, who are better or who did this, or who does this. And it's all usually a black entertainer of some sort. Um, but I just wish that we could look at two people. Yes, we can compare them. They might be two different people, two different styles and compare them in some way that makes sense. If it made sense to me in comparison, I'd be like, all right, that, okay, we can compare them. But sometimes it doesn't make sense. And the fact that they're completely different abstract people doing the same exact thing, trying to make it the same exact goals and bring the same exact people on, a, on the same high platform that every time we compare in a negative aspect, we take seven steps back in what we're trying to do. But Because yeah. you don't hear you're like, right. social media oh is going to be like trash. Like, you don't hear like, Garth, oh, Garth Brooks could never... Or <laughs> Reba McIntyre, yeah, but, I can't. Well, but I wish she would. And and I know, like I know that. Or maybe that you missed it. No, but like, let's not. While we 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 do tend to struggle within this community of comparing ourselves to each other, other communities have the same issue, and sometimes there because it can be a little bit worse when it, when you get into yeah. topics about like mm-hmm. other topics other than, you know, comparing each other. So because it like Bollywood, like huge entertainment industry. And sometimes like I'll watch videos when I'm in a YouTube poll and they go through the exact same thing that we go through here mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. like messy blogs, pitting actors and actresses together, especially based on their skin color and things like that. So I, I think it's a global issue for sure. And that's so that's crazy, man. And that's why it's like, why are we so manifested in seeing some stuff like that? I'll never understand. And I, and then I say we, and I was like, I'm included in this. Like, no matter what it is, like, yeah, with my hat, I might talk oh, about yeah. positivity. I might talk about all this, but it's like, I don't like if it's genetically or our minds are always triggered to look at something negative. But at the same time, we're so quick to want positivity. Right. So, yes, it is. It definitely we do. But so there's, there's a huge, like, irony in that. It's very contradicting. It's huge. Like, Shade Room has, like, I don't even know how many followers. And it happened quick. Mm-hmm. It's not like Shade Room has been here for, how old is Shade Room? It has to be, like, it's like no, three, more, no more than five, six yeah. years. I don't, between that, right? Right. Yeah. And their followers are huge, right? Huge, huge, huge following. About yes, they get they shout out positivity, they shout out, you know, all this upcoming things in black culture and black people. But I mean they're called the shade room. And it started out as throwing shade, which is funny, but then sometimes it's just like, all right, what are you doing? But then we're so drawn to it. We're so drawn to it. And then you go through the comments and you're like, wow, people are really nasty. 
That's true. But then, I, but then it's just like that's what I guess that's why we have a segment at our end of ours where we're trying to talk positivity. It's just that because it's just so drawn to us. We're so we got to change that. I don't know how it's going to change. I don't know if it's because of talking more about it. I don't know if it's changing who you follow on social media. I don't know if it's deleting social media because I don't think it's as much as we love social media. There's so much great things about social media, but this is a I think this thing is the most negative thing about social media. It's the only, to be honest, the most negative thing I'd put in the cons cons of social media is just this stuff like that causes people to do this and cause people to do that and like we're questioning cardi b whether she should be angry but at the same time we're like not thinking about like what's really being said that it might offend her it does offend her yes she's a celebrity and yes it comes with the territory but she should have to go through that just because she's a celebrity you know can i can i just say something too like back to the point of us always comparing people to people like, especially as black people who have so much new history, if you will, it seems like every single year there's a new black person who's done something in the country. Like, the fact that we do have the first black woman to perform at Coachella, being beyond, or the greatest selling album of all time, being Michael Jackson, or Whitney Houston for all the records she broke, or for Janet, all the records she broke, or for every new thing that probably Beyonce will break, to be honest with you, <laughs> or any other black artist will break, like, or Lil Nas X. I mean, hey, I, I don't know if we, we claim him because we love him, but he may have the best-selling single of all time, what they're saying. Yeah, he, he already like, did the record for most number of streams. Look, <laughs> We did this. You don't have to, like, tear us down to build another one of us up. Like, it should be full support either way. And I wish we would get to that point. I feel like we were at that point before. And the only reason I say that is because of all the records we broke in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. Um, But I hope we get back. And I don't know what that time was like because I was younger. Obviously, I'm sure it was a lot of shade going on then. But I hope we get back to that place where it's like, no, nah, you ain't got to, you can stand for one person, but we can support all people. And going back to what you said about, um, like, how we just, or I, I guess going back to what we said about the media and whatnot, influencing what people say mm. and how they react. I've noticed that it typically starts with white media outlets first. Mm. And then... I think that's really the the kicker there is white people who do latch on to hip hop culture, whether we like to believe it or not, they watched all the black shows, they listened to all the black music, all that good stuff. And they are in on the gossip and whatnot. And I think typically the black uh, blogs are typically the ones that get that are like the secondary users of that information so like can onto it can you give like an example what do you mean i guess like in or like how you would like what led you to think that or maybe give the premises of why you're you think that's the cause or first i just just follow e-news i follow people uh their twitter profile and then Mm, and those are typically like white owned media outlets and they're pretty huge and I follow, um, there's a couple other ones I follow too. I used, I used to follow Perez Hilton. That was, that was a while ago, but I've stopped. Mm. He's, he's trash. Um, mm. 
but I've just noticed that they're typically the ones and TMZ they're typically the ones to post that info first from what I've noticed okay and I feel like our the black artists we know and love I, I feel like they have more white fans than they do black fans. That's just what you notice, especially with hip hop artists. There's typically more white That's people true. out in the concerts than us. Because they can so afford I, it. Yeah. Right. And I think they true. I think they gravitate to that um, information and they further get these skewed ideas of how black performers act. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Real. I never thought never thought about it that way. I feel like that's really real. And I feel for <laughs> I feel for going back to Cardi. Like, uh, she expected none of this to happen. Or I don't think she expected any of this to happen. Well, she um, said. Not no. Fast. Yeah, she I think. pretty fast. Faster than most. Did you, did you guys before. really think she was going to blow up this fast? No. No, obviously not. But it happened. Uh. So at the same time, it's like you have to be ready. It's not like you, you like you've said, all all the artists now that are big have been influenced by previous artists some ways. It's not like she didn't right. watch... She, it's not like she didn't watch a Beyonce or she didn't watch a Janet Jackson and how they blew up and all the negativity that came with it. Okay. Like, you know. Right. And, and, I'm Cardi, like, <laughs> and Cardi's issue is that she responds to everything. Yeah, everything. Like, she can't and I think that shit go. I think that's it, though. I, that's why I don't think she expected to be this big. I think she right. expected to grow, like, be popular, more popular, make a little bit more money. But still be like, hey, I'm every day. I'm, <laughs> I can relate to what you guys uh, are saying. I didn't expect to have millions of people watching her every move. I don't think she did. Her, and I, now that they are, it's like, oh, we're going to call out every single thing you do to the point where now she's like identifying certain media outlets who are like only identifying negative stuff about her. Like, I feel like it takes a while for you to get there. We're like, oh, you only talk about me when it's negative. Where most people are like, oh, you talked about me. I appreciate it. <laughs> like, thank you. I didn't think you guys ever ever knew who I was. Um, it's, I, I, I don't want ever. I, I, uh, I don't, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I don't. I want to be famous, but I don't want to be famous ever. Not like that. Yeah, I don't want to be that. I want to be who's man's famous. Let me tell you something. Right. This is how I was telling uh, Ron and Brian. Like, so in New Orleans, I saw two celebrities, but they were so like incognito, Ooh. almost to the part it was like so nonchalant, and it was like I shouldn't be surprised because why can't they just walk around and be like regular people visiting New Orleans? And you know, one was uh, Mario, and he was down. He was on Bourbon Street. The yes, singer? he was on Bourbon Street chilling. <gasps> But, like, it took me a second to even realize the only reason I would have even, like, looked furthermore was because, like, of course, the girl started screaming, oh, my God, it's Mario. And they didn't even recognize him. And, of course, his big-ass bodyguard and someone was taking pictures of him. He was doing, like, a, I don't know if it was doing a mini photo shoot, blah, blah, blah. But he was there. He was there. And then the second person I saw, this is off Bourbon Street. We're, like, four or five blocks away from the main attraction where everyone's at. And I walk, and I see this this black woman walking towards me, and like I look, but I'm like, and she kind of looks like someone. But then I look again, I'm like, wait, that was definitely Issa Rae. 
Same, same, <gasps> same to me. It's like, same, it's like, <laughs> like, even like when I told like Carly and our friend Mike, they look best. Like, she had the same, like, everything. It just looked what? like her, like her style, everything. Her, like, just watching the show and seeing her walk and seeing her, and I was like, that was definitely Issa. And oh. I couldn't do anything about it because she just walked so fast. Like, she was a regular person. It's just like stuff like that. I guess it also tells you, like, shows you, like, Issa, she was famous, but she's big time now. Right, she's uh-huh. a big yep. time celebrity, mm-hmm. a big time black woman celebrity. Like, I'm sure she has a bunch of haters, I'm sure she has a bunch of people talking some type of way about her, but it just shows the different maturity level, I guess, the, the, the expectations of celebrity, like being a celebrity compared to Cardi. Mm-hmm. Like if Cardi was out on on the street suburban, I guarantee you I would I would have seen her from a mile away. Would have known she was there, right? Like she just mm-hmm. that's who she is. She's Cardi. Everyone knows who she is. But I just found it so weird that it was just so nonchalant that we for, I forgot one. I just saw this person just as being as like, oh, this is another black woman I'm about to walk by, and then realizing like, wait, this black woman I walk by is worth millions and just walked by me, right? So I guess I guess we're just trying to compare is like. I know Cardi, maybe she wasn't prepared to be this famous, but she had to know that this is the stuff that was coming. Like, she had, like, I don't feel like she How didn't though? know. Because she was on, what was this? What's the show was she on before? I mean, she, she was on Love famous. and Hip Hop, like, but she was on Love and Hip Hop talking like, the same way. She was on, she was shows. on, she was on Instagram for years. I understand that, Popular. but I, what I'm trying to say I mean, is that she, she didn't know. She, she got resources. She was she put a shit that could be helping her. Yeah, like you can't tell me like you don't know that as a famous person you're as and who she is as a boisterous person. She's been boisterous from the beginning when she was on that show. I've seen like clips of her on after the show happens and all these talk shows where she's bashing this person, bashing this person, being like she's this who she is. But if she I, wants to keep that same energy, is, then cool. That's the same energy she wants to keep. Well, I think it's fair to say, though, that just to go back to the point that she didn't expect it, her career to skyrocket in a complete 180 in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Like, especially with the new group of fans that she got, because she had her own little cult following on Instagram, like Brian said, a few years prior. But all of a sudden, this new group of people, oh, these people have opinions. I'm dealing with 12-year-olds now, calling (laughs) all types of names, like, which you know that they do. And it's it's almost like, well, I do do kind of feel for her because while this is what she wanted, she always wanted to be famous. She has said that. I don't think she wanted it this way. That way. And I think she's having a hard time. That's fair. I think she's going to have a hard time for a while. I think... I, I would have given her that credit. Well, I, I would say I do give her that credit maybe six months, a year ago. But at this point, there's been enough time where she should be able to get past that and get what she needs to not be affected by it this way, whether it be the resources to not look at it. There's plenty of people out there who have a blueprint for how to deal with this same stuff. She's not the only one who's attacked this way, but yeah, she's the only one responding this way. And I blame her team for that. Yeah, so she could be connecting yeah. with other celebrities, connecting with whoever they talk to or whatever resources they use to block that stuff from their lives. It's just, it's not, it's personally, it's her fault at this point. Like, even if she didn't expect it, she has ways to prepare for it at this point. I mean, you can go on Twitter and mute things you don't like to see. Right. Exactly. It's really that simple. Like, you can, you can block people from searching you. You can block people from doing whatever you want to do. So, to me, I think it, okay, yes, I agree with Tori and Brian about her not being prepared to be at 
this level at within those few years or months. However, I do think a big factor is her upbringing. What she, like we said, like she demands respect and these people aren't respecting her. So she has to show them that this is why she respect me and we need you to cut it out. That makes more right. sense to me than to her being like she wasn't prepared for this stardom. So now that she hasn't, she's not ready that she has to outlash. But well, like, it could be both. Yeah, yeah I, I, that. I she, yeah. She was prepared for the stardom, but not the level of stardom that she received. I also feel like we don't give Cardi enough credit. In what way? Okay, let me In say this. The, let me say this the right <laughs> way. Uh, I feel like a lot of us kind of, kind of. Uh, oh, God, be with me. <sighs> Are you Play sometimes. Play? Are you saying like she's not intelligent? Like, like we don't give her enough I time. I feel like sometimes situation? we don't credit her intelligence. Oh, Cardi is smart, and people don't realize that. I I know she's smart, but I feel like a lot of people at times like I feel like both her team and her fans are like, oh, she didn't mean to say it that way, or mean to say it like that, or some people are like, oh. She's just real and she's just cardi. It's like no, like sometimes she's she's just being strategic. And then sometimes she's not. But I feel like for the most part over the past year, she's been very strategic in what she said because like we praised her a few months ago when she spoke about spoke out about healthcare reform and uh everything happening in the government. And now we condemn her when she's talking about privacy and uh, being kind and respectful to her family. So it, it's a very fine line <laughs> that some people feel like they have to uh, like walk when they're dealing with Cardi. But I don't think they're necessarily we're necessarily condemning her. I just think we're more a fact that why is she so like at what point will she stop engaging in all this media that is doesn't mean much like it doesn't doesn't necessarily affect who she is and what her business is you know what i'm saying because it hasn't just been her Mm -hmm. privacy it's just been random things too about like how she'll flip on someone who says that she didn't write her music or they flip on her saying that she you know got i don't know got some work done that she didn't done like it's like petty stuff it's exactly it's petty. It's like petty stuff like when will you that's more of the question is like at what point do you stop letting petty stuff affect you as a person and that might be just a personal growth that she'll have to do through her journey of being a celebrity and journey through being a black woman and celebrity and like ron said there's plenty of black women that have gone through this stardom that she could contact and that's why it's so hard to try to say like oh she should get over it but at the same time she has it comes down to her team and herself as well so like together they should work something out to where they'd be like either block shade room like you did before unfollow them something or someone controls your if you really want to someone can control your social media and let you see what you want to see like there's I don't know it's just that's why I don't want to be famous because of this type of shit you have to do <laughs> like <laughs> Like, I always think about, it, like, you're being, like, us as, like, I would call us normal human because we don't have billions of dollars in our accounts. But, like, we have to deal with shit on a daily life. Like, going, like, with people at work who, who, who annoy us or who do things that we don't like. 
and are petty and stuff like that. Now, I can't imagine if someone who is famous at that level that has to deal with people at her personal life that are petty and then deal with people she has no idea who they are. <laughs> like, you, I have no, I don't right. know who you are. You've never met me. You just saw me on TV and now you have an opinion on me. But now it's just not someone sliding in your DM. It's like 700 people sliding in my DM saying the exact same crap. Could you imagine a random people talking shit about the work you're doing now? Right. Like, 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 like dog. Like, kind of, you didn't call it right back to you on that patient's uh, um, history. But, like, you don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's some random dude with a dog avatar. Yeah. And I'm just like, how, like, how do you, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's this most, it's definitely stressful. But at the same time, at what point do you let it just pass or let it like brush off? That would be yeah. like, that would be like you, Brian. Every time, but I feel like Brian would do this. Oh, every I would time, be the worst. No, every, every time you walk into a store and someone says some shit about Janet, you're going you gonna to stay there for and like every, every time. time. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm every just day. saying, at what point would you be like, damn, I got to work or I got to do this? I would not. Like, <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I would never. Uh, well, hey, job wait. <laughs> that's why. What else do we got? I thought we went off a lot of tangents, a long tangent. Yeah, that conversation flows in ways I didn't expect it to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Is so it unpopular here. opinion? I feel like we should do that because I then would that would what we were about to talk about kind of contradict what we were just talking about. In oh, a way. What were we about to talk about <laughs> with the statues? <laughs> with the statues. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of contradict the whole thing we we're just talking about? Yeah, you kind of right. <laughs> Let's save that for another day. All right. <laughs> All right, then. In that case, we are gonna go ahead and wrap it up and get out of here. So I will go ahead and leave you guys with my unpopular opinion. <laughs> so, shit. All right. Is it so, one that I know? First of all, I smashed some avocado the other day. Fire. Oh, no. All right. With today being, what is this, the, the 23rd of April, 2019. So in the upcoming week, we're going to have the Avengers Endgame coming out. And we're going to have episode three of Game of Thrones, which expects to be a pretty big event. So <laughs> personally, myself, I want at least five people dead. I'm talking. Okay. I'm talking. That's not popular. At least two Starks. So. <laughs> Some of us haven't <laughs> caught up yet. Damn. How least, is this an unpopular opinion? I want at least one Stark from the Game of Thrones. Could you just stop? At least three or four more, like maybe two more heroes and two more other people from Game of Thrones. Ron, can I do your unpopular opinion? How is this? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion. I think this is just what you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be It's not a public, but I just want to let y'all know what I want to see. <laughs> Here's my unpopular opinion. Your mouth shut <laughs> on whatever you see this weekend until everyone has seen it, okay? Keep your mouth you shut. You got till Sunday. Maybe until next week, too, because some people oh, got wow. stuff to do. But keep your mouth shut. Like, like don't don't tell hey, me Brian, what you heard. Brian, let's just make it easy for you. Why don't you take your friend to the movie? Right. Uh-huh. Perfect. Hey, wrap it Aww. up, Ron. Wrap it up, Ron. Like, wrap it up, Ron. I don't have no friends. I don't have no friends. Do a dining one. I don't have no friends out here. Wrap it up. Dinner and a movie. <laughs> oh. They make good dinners at the Alamo. Hey. Sorry. One not far from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. South Dallas. 
So, oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 Round wrapping up. This, this, is, this is where I was thinking Brian was gonna be like, Beyonce ain't shit. Bye. I'm telling y'all, wrapping up, wrapping up, wrapping up. Oh. All right. So let's go ahead and get out of here. If you want to catch me, you can, I'm on Twitter at Taylor Made Life. You can follow me or message me on there. Tori, one time I got you. I am on Instagram at at Natural Smiles uh, underscore. All right, and make sure y'all also check out our album of the month, Miguel's Kaleidoscope. We're going to be hitting, talk about that next week with a couple special guests, so make sure y'all listen to the album, give it a couple of spins, so y'all can follow along with our discussion next week. Brian, you still, right. Brian, you got a week. It's okay. You can do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm going to call you out on that. Wow. Yeah, you got to <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right, All right B, somebody got you. Wow, I count that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Alright, come on, bring it back. Alright, don't add me at God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 tough days, they don't last always. Alright. I love everybody here. Conrad, hey. take us home. That I was waiting for you to do this. Oh my god. Oh, Sorry, I love you. <laughs> that was the worst version of it, though. Yeah, that was definitely that, the worst that version of it. Last week, actually. Last week no, was the whole, I don't know what you're trying to do. This would be you. Oh, wow. I actually practiced that. So, oh, wow. <laughs> don't, bring, don't bring that shit back. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. You guys can catch me on Twitter at that fellow underscore Connie. Big C22 on Instagram. Don't forget to check us out on. Our pages, whosemanspodcast.com. Same on Instagram, same on Twitter. Like, follow. You guys have been doing a really good job of just interacting with us. Um, so keep it up. Really appreciate it. But, you know, you can slide into those emails and send us some thoughts, some questions. Um, maybe we you didn't like the homecoming documentary and you wanted to share that. Ooh. But be careful. Be careful. I don't know. Be careful. Make sure you're that to yourself. Be very hey, careful. just make sure your agent, your FBI agent, is ready. <laughs> just be, just be ready. Just be ready. Just make sure he's ready. Um, all right, I got two things today. Uh, one of them is you've been through a lot and you're still here. Your heart has been broken and you're still whole. Mm. You felt moments of defeat and you're still rising. You face rejection head on and you still matter. Your worth has been questioned, and you're still valued. So adversity has not stopped you. You're learning and becoming daily. That is standing in your power. Keep going. You're worthy. You're something. Tomorrow's hump day. Then it's Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Then it's Friday. And then you can do whatever the hell you want to do. But just remember, make it through the week. Make it through the day. Because you're loved. Darnold, Darnold. Motherfucking Donald. (laughs) (laughs) My guy. Why you keep going on boats, dog? (laughs) (laughs) I saw y'all little first of all, I saw y'all little JQ photo shoot, you and Brian. Y'all cute. Thanks for the invite. Thank you. (laughs) But I'm gonna be nice today, Darnold. I'm glad you made it out the water. 
All right, yeah. Be blessed, be love. Don't be a huge man, so we gonna find you. To Luma, fuckers. Yep. Bye. Bye.